0: And so obviously in the life of our church, we've been celebrating a lot of the life change, the changes that we've seen in our past. We remember those, we celebrate those, but we take a look at where we're at and says, okay, God, what's next for us? What changes do you have in our future? What is the next season? What do you want to continue to use us for as we follow his lead? So if you have a Bible, open it up to Numbers. Old Testament, we see an incredible story. It's in fact become one of my favorites uh, over the years. The Israelites have gotten out of Egypt and uh, they're wandering around the desert. And as you could imagine, wandering around, you have this constant question of, well, when? When do we get to that promised land? What's next? How long do we wait? All of those questions uh, would, be, would be rattling around in our minds and, and God doesn't really give them a definite answer. In fact, he gives them something quite the opposite. He just says, you've got to just watch me. You've got to just follow me. So here's how he does that. Here's how God leads the Israelites as they are wandering around the desert, waiting for what's next. Numbers chapter 9, starting in verse 17. Scripture says this, Whenever the cloud lifted from above the tent, the Israelites set out. Now that cloud, if you read prior to this, God showed himself in the day as a cloud and at night by fire. So the Israelites knew that God was with them and they would follow him. So either follow the cloud by day or follow the pillar of fire by night. night. Whenever the cloud lifted from above the tent, the Israelites set out. Wherever the cloud settled, that's where the Israelites encamped. At the Lord's command, the Israelites set out and at his command, they encamped. As long as the cloud stayed over the tabernacle, they remained in the camp. When the cloud remained over the tabernacle a long time, the Israelites obeyed the Lord's order and did not set out. Sometimes the cloud was over the tabernacle only a few days, and at the Lord's command, they would encamp, and then at His command, they would set out. Sometimes the cloud stayed only from evening until morning, and when it lifted in the morning, guess what? They set out. Whether by day or by night, whether the cloud lifted, they set out. Whether the cloud stayed over the tabernacle for two days or a month or a year, the Israelites would remain in camp and not set out, but when it lifted, they would set out. At the Lord's command, they encamped, and at the Lord's command, they set out. Then obeyed the Lord's order in accordance with his command through Moses. It's a very redundant section of scripture here, but it gives it a very important model and example for us to follow. Here's the Israelites not exactly knowing what was immediately next. They knew that God had promised them the promised land, a land that would be their own. But right now, they're still nomads. Right now, they're still wandering around, waiting and just watching God. It's a very difficult place to be, in fact, to say, God, I know where you kind of want me to end up, sort of, I don't know what that place is. I don't know where it is. I don't know when I'm gonna get there. But I know you want what's best for me, and I, I trust that. But God, what's, what's the next step? I, I, I see where I'm at, and I sort of see where you wanna take me, but what's A to B and B to C? How, how do we take these next steps? And God's answer to them was, well, just watch me. When I move, you move. When, when, when I stay, you stay. Let's just do that. And I'm sure at first that was great for the Israelites. Okay, that's great. He's going to lead us and we'll follow. But that would have had to have gotten old real quick, right? Because, okay, it said sometimes it was just from evening till morning. Okay, we're just spending the night here. Other times it would be for days or months. It even said or years even. And I could imagine there's constantly this tension for the Israelites as it would be for us in our own lives as well. God, what are you doing? This seems very sporadic, seems very random, and it can be difficult to follow God like this. In fact, we tend to do one of two things, usually. We tend to be ahead of God or oftentimes a little bit further behind God with his timing. Because again, this is not about the change, it's more about the timing of the change or the the lack of if you think of your, your, your car, right? We, we all know we need to change our oil regularly. You do know that, correct? We're all in the same... Some of you are like, I need to do that right now. You're... Make a note of it. We have to do it. It's a must. If you do not change your oil, what happens to your car? You do know this, right? <laughs> what happens to your car if you do not change the oil ever? The... That's exactly right. It does not work. Change is necessary. It's inevitable. It's necessary if you want... To keep having a, a, a car that's working. The difficult part, especially for somebody that's not a mechanic like me, I know I'm supposed to change my, my oil, but it's the question of when. It's a timing question again. And it's easy with our car because then the light comes on and says, Ah, I'm supposed to do that. And then it starts to count down. You only have 10% left. You have 5% left. You need to do this now, or I will stop working. And so, of course, I'll go and I'll change it. But God doesn't work like that. We don't have just a light that flashes on, and says, Oh, time to change, time to move. The Israelites literally had to live moment by moment watching this this cloud or watching the fire saying, is God moving or is he staying put? And so you'd wake up every morning wondering, are we staying today or are we going today? Are we staying today or are we going today? And I would imagine many would say, oh, let's just go. We've been here too long. Let's just go. And we, we tend to get ahead of God. And when we find ourselves moving ahead of God, moving too quickly, making our own decisions on when and where to move, two things happen. First of all, we complain a lot. Our complainers, we, we tend to move quickly because we want, just want to get things done. And that's a good trait to have. That's a good quality to have. Let's move. Let's make it happen. But when we get too far ahead of God and we're, we're making our own movements and our own decisions, that's also where we get into trouble. Because now that we're ahead of God, oftentimes we find ourselves in a place that is disobedient to God because we're out on our own. And it was a point here throughout Scripture that was constantly at the Lord's command. They obeyed the Lord. They stayed within his steps, they stayed within his movement, but oftentimes we want to get ahead of God. It's it's not fast enough for us. You've always heard it. It's God's timing, not our timing. So easy to say, extremely hard to live out. We also can find ourselves behind God, saying, well, man, this has been kind of nice. I like this section of desert. Why do we need to keep moving, especially when we've been there for a long time? It's easy to move, it's easy to make the change when it's changing daily, but God said here in the scripture that we read here is, well, sometimes they were there for days, months, even years. They would stay put. Being, being stuck in the same place, you get used to it. It gets a little bit more familiar. You're tired of walking randomly throughout the desert. And so you say, man, this is a good spot. I'm comfortable here. I can be complacent. I can be good with this. But then you wake up after a year and a half and you say, oh, God's moving. Do we really want to move? Why don't we just stay here? This will work out. And we usually say this phrase just fine. It's just fine. It'll be okay. I'm good with it. And we find ourselves in a place of complacency where we just say this is the way it is and I'm just going to stay put. I don't want to change anymore. I don't want to move anymore. I want to stay put. But the problem with complacency is if we stay there, God continues to move and at first it's not so bad because we can still see him. He's he's moving, but well, as long as I can keep eyes on you God, we're we're okay. But at some point if we don't follow his movement We almost feel like we get left behind. That's where we start to feel lost. We start to feel lost. We wake up one day and God has moved and we're like, wait, 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 wait. what's happening? What what am I doing? What purpose am I fulfilling? If we stay in a a place of complacency too long, we feel like we're left behind. God does not leave us behind, but we can most certainly feel that way. So the answer, and it's exactly what the Israelites did here, they did a lot wrong. They did this right. They stayed right there with God. When God said move, they moved. When God said, hey, I'm going to settle here, it's time to camp, they encamped, and they didn't get ahead, and they didn't get behind God. For my personal life, that has been Becky and I's prayer, is, God, we hold our lives with an open hand, wherever you would want to take us, and that doesn't mean physically in regards to a location. Of course, that, that's part of it, that's the most obvious way to look at this, but it's, okay, what, what's next in our family? What's next in our parenting? What's next in our relationship? What's what's next, God? And we'll continue to do exactly what we're doing for as long as you've got us here, but whatever's next, we want to be faithful to that. We want to follow that. It's the same way that I lead our church. Is over the last three years, even prior to us launching, we, as a launch team, we started saying, okay, let's see where God leads. We don't have all the answers. I have no idea how this is going to work out years from now. But this is where God has us now. Let's be faithful with that. Let's continue to watch for his movements and make sure we stay in step with his movements. That's been a prayer from myself, my family, and obviously the church uh, that we have continued to see God, God move in. And for the last three years, uh, God has had us camped out right here. And that's been a blessing. That's been an incredible opportunity to see how God has done that. Um, but I'm very pleased to tell you, Mountain Lake Church, God has moved. here's what that means is very soon we will still be Mountain Lake Church we will still be in Dawson County but we will not be in the theater for much longer we have found a facility a building not far from here in fact I'm going to put up a map here let me walk you through a couple things um, but if you were to go south on here I've been very picky and a lot of you that have been behind the scenes with me on this I know that this has been a A a truly a three-year process. (laughs) Uh, When we moved out here three years ago, and when we moved into the theater, we said, "This is exactly where God has us now. Let's see what's next." And so we've constantly been looking, especially this past year. Um, And so if you're to go south on 400, and you're going to turn next to the Applebee's, you've got Kroger on the other side of 400. Applebee's on that side. You turn down that street. uh, It's Carlisle. It turns into Successful Highway or Successful Way. No, I did not name that street, but god's good and uh so our church will be here uh very very shortly right over here where you see our little logo right down that street it is just around the corner literally and uh so that that is going to be our new church home i can tell you as of thursday afternoon early morning uh, early afternoon rather at 11 o'clock myself our lead pastor chris emmett our executive pastor along with approval from our board that's our leadership here we signed a five-year lease for that building mountain lake church So let me give you uh, the grand tour. Now, before I give you the, the tour of this place, uh, let me tell you a couple things. First of all, let me show you what it looks like now, and uh, then you're going to have to work with me on what it's eventually going to look like. So um, as I said, it is a, a, a huge building. It's a little over 22,000 square feet, plenty and tons of parking. Um, we are going to begin to occupy just the front portion of that, about a third of the building we are actually going to start with. Um, I have great visions for our church, but we do not need 22,000 square feet of it yet. We have leased the full property, so that is all under um, our control over the next five years. We do have an option to purchase that at some point between now and the five years, and that's what we're praying through, see what God continues to do one step at a time. But we will occupy the front part of that already. And uh, if you see the pictures in there, uh, many of you are asking, is that a vape store? A Marivap, if you're familiar with what a Marivap was, it's not a Marivap. Doesn't bother me one way or the other, but it was an old Amerivap store, and so we're going to go in there. And the walls that are there and everything, we are going to be doing our own demo. We're going to be doing all of our own uh, tweaks to that to make that Mountain Lake Church. Um, I've already heard multiple times like that doesn't really look like a church. Well, neither does a theater. And uh, now I will tell you this: there's there's always there's always good news and bad news with stuff like this. So do, do you you've kind of heard the good news? Can I give you the bad news? These theater seats don't go with us. So. I hate to tell you that. The theater seats don't go with us, uh, but we are planning for semi-comfy seats. So if you're looking for that, I'm, you're going to have to just stay here and watch movies on Sundays. Uh, but we're going to move in. Um, people ask me, well, when? What's our time frame? I have a very aggressive time frame. We're really shooting for November. Uh, now, we'll, we'll see how that happens and how much of you are willing to work throughout the week with me on this. But uh, the goal is truly about um, sometime early to mid-November. We really think we can get in there for that. Um, What's great about that space, I'll show you, oh great, it's already up there, so that's kind of our layout. Um, There's a much more high-tech architectural drawing that we've already submitted to the county. This is an easier one that I can read. Uh, So you can kind of make your way and see a little bit in there. Let me highlight a few things. One, the auditorium. The size of the auditorium is perfect for us because it allows us to double. So when we move in, as of that first Sunday, we could double both of our services. We'll keep our 9:30 and 11, but we could double immediately, um, and God will continue to bless that. And then, as you can see, future expansion that gives us room uh, to continue to grow. We're not landlocked here for quite a while. The other thing to notice: um, our, our kids ministry is expanding. Those areas obviously have room to grow. Right now, we have three kids environments. You have a nursery, you have a preschool, and then you have K through elementary, K through. K through five. This that space allows us to add another environment, which is most certainly needed. Our kids team have been very nicely, making sure I'm aware that we need that fourth kid's environment. So we now have the, the, one, the zero to ones, our nursery, our infants. Then we have what many would call like a crawler's room, our ones and our twos. Then you have the preschool, three, fours, and some fives. And then we have a large elementary space as well. Space for students, obviously, a, um, several other tweaks in there that we are, we're very, very excited about to give us room to grow. But honestly, just to, to give, give space for more life change. Um, I'll tell you, my one concern in moving into this facility uh, is that we would worship a bunch of walls. Mount Lake Church, we are not going to worship a bunch of walls. We are going to worship the God who, yes, provided and got us there, and we are going to utilize that space for more life change to happen on Sunday and throughout the week, but we are by no means going to worship these walls because those walls can burn down, those walls can be taken away, but our God is still good, Amen. Always, and so uh, we're excited to be able to move in there and start getting things happening. Here's some things to put on your calendar um, tomorrow night. And I know this is very last minute for many of you, so tomorrow night, I'm gonna Becky and I will be over there. We're gonna host an open house for you all. Anybody and everybody is welcome at seven o'clock at this facility, 31 Successful Way, right there in Doswell, behind the Applebee's. Show up at seven o'clock. We'll have some cake. We'll party. We'll celebrate. You'll get to see the facility. Walk through it. Um, you'll you'll get to envision what it can be, not what it currently is, but what it's going to be, what it'll grow into being. And um, you'll get to walk around. I'll give you uh, some blueprints for yourself. You can walk around. I'll answer all your questions as well. Uh, So that's tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Grab dinner with your family and then come over there and hang out or have a late dinner after we're done. But 7 to 8, we'll do a quick open house, let you see the facility right there. Then this coming Saturday, so truly just at the end of this week, we're going to host our first work day. To keep all of our costs low, we are doing a lot of this work ourselves, not everything. I'm not going to give all of you just a bunch of hammers, all right? All right. But I'm going to give a lot of you some hammers. And so we're going to host a work day this Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon. And we're going to do a lot of outdoors. So if you've got pressure washers, if you've got weed eaters, that type of stuff, we're going to work on the landscape outside. Um, we're going to have a bunch of brooms. But if you've got brooms, dust pans, we're just going to clean up. Um, the facility in there was not formally used for a church, and so cleanly, cleanliness was not high on their priority. So we're going to go through, we're going to clean, we're going to start ripping up carpet, and um, if we're ready for it, we're going to even start a little bit of demo. So if you're willing and able and you want to help with that, on your communication card, I don't have a spot for it on there, uh, but if you would just write workday, write workday, give me your email, and I'll send you an email and let you know, here's what we're going to be doing, here's the times we're going to do it, here's the tools that you could bring if you want to help us out, as far as the tools and everything to help Um, Help with. And then we will continue to do and continue work days uh, until we get in there. And obviously, what we'll be doing will continue to change. But I will tell you, uh, this is going to be a a church family effort. Uh, This is not going to be Becky and I over there every single day getting this done. We're going to say, hey, uh, this is where God has led us as a church. It's not where He's led Brian and Becky. This is where He has led us. And so, obviously, you know your own schedules, but do what you can when you can. This is one of those not every person should do everything, um, but yes, everyone should. To do something, and so if you're able to help out, write it on there, and we'll start getting more information to you, and we'll begin to schedule those things out for the future. Last thing in regards to this is we have a newcomers coming up. We've intentionally put that on hold until we knew where this was going to land. I kid you not, and I'll tell you a little bit of the story out newcomers. Uh, but God, I kid you not, waited till the very last minute to make this happen. <laughs> We've been working on this facility, working out a deal for a couple months, and uh, we had until a Thursday afternoon a few weeks ago to make a decision, and and we said God here's what has to happen we've done this we've done as far as much of this as we can you've got to show up And he waited till a couple hours before (laughs) to show up and say, I've got you. And so know that this is truly a God movement. This is not myself or any of our leadership team forcing this in. Um, From a financial standpoint, we're being good stewards. We can afford this. And I'll be happy to walk you through the financials of it. If you want to ask me, I'll I'll tell you the whole thing. Uh, We're not stepping into a financial problem whatsoever. Um, It's amazing how God has worked this out. So anyway, so that newcomers is Wednesday, October 4th. And we are going to host it at the facility construction and all, uh, just so you can see some of the progress. And I would tell you, um, newcomers, a lot of people think it's just for, well, I'm brand new. No. Newcomers is if you've never been to a newcomers before. <laughs> so show up, um, mark that on your card so we make sure we have enough food. We feed you, we do dinner, it's a whole family event. We don't do childcare for it. We encourage your family to come together, eat together. I'll share my heart. You'll I'll walk you through some of the facility as well. So if you want to be part of that, mark that on your card. Even if you've been part of a newcomers and you want to do the tour and everything, you're welcome to it. So I'll still feed you and I'll, I'll give you everything on there. But we'd love to have you be part of that. If you've not done so already, mark that on your card. I'll give you details on uh, exactly the when and the where, but that'll come up October 4th. There it is. So Mountain Lake Church, are you excited? Good, good, good. Good. So as I said, we're not going to worship walls. Uh, We're going to continue to worship our God who is just giving us a new season. This is a change and a very positive change in that. Just ask anybody on our setup and teardown team. Uh, but this is an extremely exciting new season for our church that allows us more space to grow. It allows us more space for life change. And it allows us to work on things that that we want to continue to work on, make improvements with environments, not just work on our setup and tear down times. And this gives us the space and the place to be permanent. As great as the theater has been, and you need to know they have been wonderful. We are going to honor and celebrate that staff as we get closer to the end date of being in here. Uh, But this has been a wonderful facility for us, but it is temporary. And my heart, my desire is for our community to know that we are here. We're not going anywhere, and this will speak volumes to that. So let me share a couple um, couple pieces of my heart with you in regards to this. As I said, my concern is we would move in and just put things on cruise control and, oh yeah, we've got a building, we've arrived. That's not the case at all. I told our coordinators, our team, I said, we're just trading one set of problems for another set of problems. We're, we're going to experience a lot of growing pains, and it's going to be difficult, but it's going to be worth it so whether you're talking change in a church changing venues changing locations change in your personal life let me give you three things in regards to change that um, that I'm walking our team through I'm going to walk you through um, again this will apply not just in our church's life but in your life as well John 3:30 there is a concept where you have to have the right heart behind it and so when you change regardless of what the change is make sure we're changing for the right. Reasons, changing with the right heart and the right motivations. I'll tell you, we did not make this change. I did not agree to this change with, well, this will be a lot easier. I and mean, this will just, we can sleep in a little bit more. Those those are the wrong <laughs> reasons to make it change. We made this change because of the potential it has to make Jesus' name greater. In John chapter 3, verse 30, John the Baptist says this. He says, He must become greater. Talking about Jesus. He must become greater. I must become, must become less. And he answered that when somebody asked him, well, what's Jesus doing? Jesus is doing something, and, and John the Baptist, aren't you upset about what he's doing? And John the Baptist says, no, no, I came to prepare the way for him. His name becomes greater. I need to decrease. That's the same thing for our church is he becomes greater, our name increases. It's not the name that's going to go in that really ugly blue on that building eventually sometime next week. That's not the name that's praised. That's not the name that we worship. We worship his name always. So no matter what the change is, make sure you're changing for the right reasons. Also in John, in uh, chapter 17, Jesus is towards the end of his life and he goes to the Garden of Gethsemane to pray. And he prays, um, as we've, I'm sure, heard the story. He he prayed, God, if you could take this cup from me, take it, but not my will, but your will. He prays for his disciples. But then he also prays this in verse 20. He says, my prayer is not for them alone. Talking about his disciples. He says, I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. Who's that? That's us. Jesus, moments before his betrayal and arrest and eventual crucifixion, Jesus prayed for me and you. He said, not just for my disciples who I know. He said, I pray for all the future believers that are going to come to know me. That's us. He says, I pray for them. And here's what he prays. That all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I've given them the glory, I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be, what's that word again? One, as we are one, I and them and you and me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Here's why. Then the word will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. He prayed for me and you and he prayed one thing, that we would be unified, that we would be one. When we make changes, make them together. When you make a change in your family, make them together. When we make a change with our church, we make them as one. We move forward as one. That doesn't mean we take a vote. I'm not going to vote on the carpets of this new kids area. I'm just letting you know. My wife's going to pick it, and it's going to look good. <laughs> what that means is we don't always have to agree, but we're unified. Did you know you can be unified and disagree? Most certainly. You can, you can disagree completely and say, but we're one. We're going to move together. And I'll just give you a heads up, Mountain Lake Church, as we move into this new season, we have targets painted on our backs because as God is moving us forward, the devil is trying to pull us back. And the best strategy the devil has working his way in the church is through disunity. Watch out for it. I'm not going to put up with it. We can disagree, but we will be unified You can disagree about everything about me and us, but we're going to be unified in Jesus, and that's it. And the reason why is exactly what he said here. So that they, the world, would know, God, that you sent Jesus and that he loves us. When we're unified, we speak to the world the love of Jesus. When you make changes, make them together. We will continue to make changes together as Mountain Lake Church. Last thing I want to share with you is there's a lot that's in our hands and there's a lot that's out of our hands. There's a lot of things that myself, my wife, our team, our leadership, our board, our staff, there's a lot of things that we've been doing behind the scenes to do everything we can and could to make this work. But at the end of the day, we said, God, we've done everything we can. The rest is on you. We've said the same thing as a family. God, we've done everything we can as a family, but you've just got to come through. I'm at my point where I can do no more. So I would say change what you can, but trust God with what you can in any environment, in any situation. And I'll leave you with this. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now to him, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power, not mine, not ours, but according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. That has been the verse we launched our campus with because from the beginning, we've made it very clear. It's not about us. It's not about our name on the building. It's not about the name that stands up here on stage. It is about Jesus Christ. And when we say, God, I can't, but you can, he does just what he promised. He does immeasurably more than anything we could ask or imagine. I can't begin to even begin to ask God what's next. Because I know it's going to be beyond whatever we come up with. Whatever dreams and visions we have, I know that God is going to say, that's good, but you're not thinking big enough. And I don't mean size big, I mean life change big we will continue to celebrate change Mountain Lake Church. The good change, the difficult changes, and of course, the, the more life change. And I'm excited to see a space where we can allow that to happen. May we never worship walls. May we never worship anything other than what Ephesians tells us to. To him who is able to do immeasurably more. And what's What's fascinating and humbling to me is that he's looking at us as a church saying, I, I, I trust you. You've been faithful in the last three years. I, I trust you. And I feel like God is whispering, Are you ready to see what's next? So let me ask you, Are you ready to see what's next? I can't wait. Here's what I'm going to have us do. Um, if you would, let's stand. And in honor of what Jesus prayed out of John 17, we are going to pray as one. So if you would, grab, grab a hand, grab a shoulder. Hand's probably less intimidating if you don't know the person next to you. If you know them, put your arm around them, and we're just going to pray. We're going to say, God, I don't know exactly what's next. I don't know all the details and the ins and outs, and I know we're going to run into speed bumps and a lot of problems along the way. But I do know that as long as we make changes with the right heart, we make them together, and we allow God to do what only he can do, he will continue to do just that. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much for what you have been doing. We celebrate the life change that has happened, not because any individual here, but we celebrate the life change that has happened because of you working in and through us. And the fact that you would choose to use us is truly beyond me. But God, please don't stop please allow us the privilege and the honor to continue to work with you in people's stories of life change. May our community be changed because of what you do in and through the people that are part of this church. As we go out Monday through Saturday and we have our hands involved in so many different things, may it not be about what we do on Sunday, but may it be what we are equipped to do Monday through Saturday, that you continue to use us for the stories of life change. For those that need life change and they haven't realized it yet, for those that will walk through this new campus door, and never stepped foot in a church before, or finding their way back. God, use us for your glory. And we, we stand together and we proclaim how great your name is, how good you are, how faithful you are. And building or no building, space or no space, you are still and always will be good. Jesus, we give you praise. We give you glory. In your name we pray. Amen. And that's the team, Jessica's going to lead us one more time in just that song of God, you are good. But again, when we we sing that, when we declare that, he's not good because he gave us a building. He's good, period. And we get to see incredible provision through all sorts of different ministry tools. A building is a very expensive ministry tool. That's it. Let's not worship the wrong thing. Let's worship the right thing. God is good and all the time. Let's pray.